Welcome back to Over the Border, Episode 8. I'm your host, Justin. Here with me tonight, as always, are the boys. Kyle, how are we feeling tonight? I'm feeling pretty good, as usual. I would be feeling better if the Bills had covered. I feel bad I let the boys down. We were so close to getting that lock of the week sweep. But I'm feeling confident about this week, and I'm here to redeem myself. Ryan, how are you feeling? Fred again. He's back. Top bins. Bean Palace. Ralph Regnick's at the wheel. As you can tell, I'm fired up. Drew today, not upset. Big week of sports coming down, though. I'm excited. And as usual, no one knows what you're talking about. That's what I mean. That's even better. All right, enough across the pond talk. No one knows what you're talking about, as Justin mentioned. But before we get into this week's episode, start with a little recap of picks. I went 6-7, and seven, bringing me to 39-37 and 37 overall at a 51.3% win rate. Ryan went 4-4-1. Four, four, He's 20-20-1 and one overall, hitting at 50%. Justin, 5-3, and 24-21, hitting at a 53.3% win rate. He, right now, is winning the show. Last week overall, we went about even. Not a terrible week, not a great week. 15-14-1. As a podcast, we now sit at 83-78-1, hitting at a 51.5% percent win rate and this week we got winners we're going to bring that up i want to see that get to about the 53 or 54 percent win rate all right let's jump into coast to coast recapping news across canadian sports as always let's start by rattling through the nhl canadian franchise records so we're going to start on the west coast as usual with the vancouver canucks they sit at 9 15 and 2 however some big news coming out of Vancouver this week is Travis Green and Jim Benning, their coach and their GM, canned, fired, see you later. And they actually replaced Bruce Boud- replaced Travis Green with Bruce Boudreaux. Super strange, but I got the notification saying that Bruce, Bruce, oh, that's a tongue twister. Bruce Boudreaux was hired before I got the notification that Travis Green was fired. So super oh, it's strange. It's actually Bruce Boudreaux, not Bruce Boudreaux. I just want to make yeah, sure that Bruce. I'm trying. Sort of I'm trying. Bruce Boudreaux. English isn't your your first language, is it? However, they are still searching for a GM. So we'll see what happens, and we'll keep you guys posted in the coming weeks. Moving along to the Edmonton Oilers. They're 16-8. and the Calgary Flames are 15, 6, and 5. The Winnipeg Jets, who we'll get to a little later, are 12, 9, and 4. The Ottawa Senators actually went on a three-game win streak since we last recorded. They're 7, 16, and 1. However, their most recent game, their one loss since we recorded, was to the uh, <laughs> New York Islanders, and they snapped an 11-game losing streak against the Sens, so that's tough. The Toronto Maple Leafs, 18, 7, and 1. That was a crazy game against the Jets. No kidding. That game had it all. We had two suspensions in that game. First, Neil Pionk with a knee on knee. And then Spezza gives Pionk a knee on knee. Pionk gets two games. Spezza was six. There was lots of fireworks in that game. Um, at the end of the game, uh, Wayne Simmons and Logan Stanley, who if you don't know who Logan Stanley is, he's like six foot eight. Unit. They got into a little dust up. And right after that, uh, Stanley was getting the crowd all fired up. It was awesome. You know, the Jets beating the Leafs. You can't hate that. Leafs fans were so triggered online as per usual. I mean, it's a regular season game. I, I don't think it matters that much, but 
it felt like a playoff game. So it's just exciting to see uh, games like that, especially with uh, two Canadian teams. Yeah, it was awesome. And to wrap up the coast-to-coast NHL segment, the Montreal Canadiens now sit at the bottom of the barrel. They're 6-18-3. Ryan, what do you have to say for yourself? Well, we're tanking for Shane Wright all day, and that's all I really care about right now. A side note, just under 50% of our salary cap is hurt right now. So the plan is working perfectly for Shane Wright. And the hunt continues for our GM. Molson, I think he's scared of Roy. I hope he comes, but I think I honestly think he's a pussy. Okay. Well, now that that's out of the way, let's get into some CFL news. We've got the Grey Cup Finals Sunday at 6 p.m. Kyle, what do you, what do you have to say? Yeah, we we are moving on to the biggest week of the year for the for the uh, CFL, obviously with the Grey Cup. Not to pat myself on the back, but I called uh, what the finals were going to be. Right now, I hold a ticket. Um, for Hamilton at plus 450. They're playing the Winnipeg Wagons. It's going to be a very good game. Hamilton's at home, which is going to be a massive advantage. They have one of the best home, I'm uh, sorry, one of the best home atmospheres and fan bases in the CFL. Hamilton fans are crazy. That stadium will be packed. Everyone's going to be absolutely hammered. They'll be doing this weird little song and dance they have. Um, so it's going to be a wild game. It sucks that it's on at 6 p.m. because. You know, everyone's going to have red zone on. No one's going to watch. I'll probably have it on my laptop because I'm the CFL guy. Uh, but no, it should be a good game for the CFL. Um, and I'm excited for it. Before we move past the CFL, there's one more thing we need to mention about the games on the weekend. So as you know, the Argos played the Cats. That's a fairly big rivalry because both uh, Toronto and the GTA, so they have that automatic rivalry. The Argos lost at home. And there's lots of Ticat fans at the game because it's obviously close to Hamilton. While they're walking off the field, one of the Hamilton fans was chirping the Argonauts players. And there was kind of like a little railing above where the fans are and the players down below. One of the players actually jumped up, climbed the railing, and started fighting with the fan because he was chirping them. It was a wild scene. I'm sure you can find a video of it online. But overall, just one of the craziest things I think I've seen in professional sports. Yeah, absolutely wild. I will not be surprised if that guy never plays a professional sport again. Absolutely tapped. However, let's move on to the NBA. We're actually going to talk a little bit about the Toronto Raptors. They're 11-13, and 13, and 24 games into the season. One of the bright spots for the Raptors has been Scotty Barnes. He's averaging 15.1 points per game, 3.2 assists, and 8.1 rebounds, shooting 49% from the field and 35% from three. And why that's relevant is because the biggest knock on him coming out of the draft is that he can't shoot the deep ball. So shooting 35% as a guy, as crazy as an athlete as he is, is pretty impressive and is really exciting if you're a Toronto Raptors fan. And uh, hopefully he's got big things to come in the future and he's going to be the face of the franchise. You know, They're looking for, to replace Kyle Lowry as that, so maybe Scotty Barnes will be the guy. And now uh, let's jump into the CPL. Ryan, what happened? Well, Pacific defended, defended. They parked the bus. They played a Jose Mourinho style. And on the road at Forge, it paid off. They won. They they defended Forge the entire game, scored a late goal in the second half. Unfortunately, we couldn't cash the both teams to score. Forge dominated, though. But, you know, shout out to Pacific on a great season. They were first basically the entire year. They deserve it. All right. Well, let's jump into some NHL news. 
Kyle, what do you have for us? Not a whole lot going on in the NHL. We already talked about one coach firing and GM firing in Vancouver, but there was another one. The Flyers fire Elaine Vigneault. The Flyers right now are on a nine-game losing streak. Um, they fired Elaine Vigneault after the eight-game losing streak. They're in shambles. They started the season out well, and they've just been on a downward trajectory since then. Um, it'll be interesting to see who they hire. I've heard Totorella's name get thrown out there. That would be very interesting to see him back. He's obviously one of the most entertaining coaches there's been. But yeah, that's a very important note to mention. Flyers fire Elaine Vigneault. And then not so All much... Right. Oh. I just wanted to say RIP to the French Canadian coaches, Michel Terrien and Alain Vigneault. Oh, no. I feel so bad for them. Sad time. Yeah. French segment coming up. You're insufferable. Brutal. All right. Well, on less of a news note, but how crazy was the Trevor Zegers pass to Sony Michelle? He did a little mish. I'm not sure if you guys saw it online, but he did a little Michigan flip the puck over the net. Little Datsuk. Oh, I need to interrupt you because Sony Michelle plays in the NFL, and you're oh. talking about Sonny Milano. So uh, yeah. let's just get the names right when you're going to be talking about one of the greatest goals the game has ever seen. Yeah, that. Uh, I got I got so focused on saying his first name that. I blanked on his last name. I even have it written. And you didn't down. even say his. You didn't say his first name right either. Yeah. Though, so, anyways, that was one of the sickest goals Fuck. I've ever seen in my life. Um, I was debating this the other night whether some people thought that he was initially going for the Michigan when he picked it up. I said I think he was intending to pass it all along. I watched an interview after the game. Um, he said uh, Zegras said that Milano told him to do the Michigan. But when he picked it up, he saw that he was open. He's like, well, might as well try it. And obviously it turned into what it turned into. It was crazy. Anyway, let's get into some picks. Kyle, what do you got this week? I've got three picks. First, we're going to be going with the Oilers money line plus 105 against the Bruins. Not much to say about this one. The Oilers are a wagon. They've been a wagon all year. I'm going to take them at plus money. I think I had the exact same rationale last time I took them and it cashed. So don't overthink it. Oilers at plus money. Next play, we've got Hurricanes money line plus 105 against Calgary. This is kind of the same situation. Hurricanes are a great team. You know, I've talked about preseason. I have tickets on them to win the cup. I think they have a lot of depth. They're a great team. And I don't think Calgary is as good as they have been. I think at some point they're going to crash. They don't have a roster with as much skill as a lot of teams. And so once again, Hurricanes at plus money. I'm not going to turn that down. My third play, Toronto, Tampa, under six. These are two teams that you traditionally would think that score a lot of goals. In fact, they don't. They play pretty well defensively. Um, they do score goals, but they play better defensively. And I see this being kind of like a 3-2 and a close game, kind of like a playoff game almost. But we're going to go with Toronto, Tampa, under six. All right. I have three picks as well. However, I'm going to ride with the Islanders. I've got the Islanders minus one, 115 against the Preds. Uh, the Islanders just snapped a 11-game uh, uh, losing streak, as I said, and they're playing in their new arena. I think it's going to be buzzing, and I think they're going to start to roll. So give me the Islanders. I then have the Ducks traveling uh, to the Blue Jackets. I just think what the Ducks are doing, they're really exciting to watch. They're a young team. Give me the Ducks on the road at the Blue Jackets. And then I'm also going to take the Jets at the Kraken. The Kraken are not a good hockey team. And the Jets are about middle of the pack, but 
when you can get the Jets at almost even money against a team that's near the basement of the league, I'll take it. I only got one pick in the NHL, and it's the Jets minus 115 against the Kraken. Honestly, it's all I'm riding this because of one player, Connor Hallibuck. He was mad at the officials. He was mad at the media. He was mad at the NHL right now. I think next game against the Kraken comes out, single-handedly wins this game for the Jets. Give me the Jets. Before we move on, I want to make uh, some breaking news known to everybody listening. We just got a notification on social media that the Coyotes have until 5 p.m. on December 20th to pay their outstanding arena invoices and taxes from 2020 to 2021. And if they don't, they'll be locked out of their arena. This is some pretty crazy news. We know that the Coyotes have been in financial trouble. There's been a lot of rumors thrown around that they're selling the team, but this seems insane that you know one of the four major professional sports leagues in the uh, in North America and the world would be dealing with this kind of thing. I don't know what are, what's your guys' feeling on this? Yeah, I don't know when that when I got the notification, I was kind of shocked. Uh, like you said, like. You don't really – you think when teams are having trouble financially, like someone like the Sens, you know, they don't – they're not – they don't have a willingness to pay players, but you never imagine that they're actually going to be in financial trouble. And clearly the Coyotes are in a situation where they're dodging paying bills. So that's a real tough look and really surprising, and I, I hope everything gets sorted out for for the players, really. Houston Coyotes. That's all I'm going to say. That would be pretty sick. I Our, think it's going to be the Quebec Coyotes or and, Quebec Nordic. I knew you were going to say Quebec. that, and that's why I said Houston. We don't we don't need another <laughs> Quebec team. I second we need that. Too. All right, well, let's jump into some NFL talk. Um, so not really much, much news. There are a few major players that hit the COVID list. Mike Williams is a notable one for the Chargers, uh, but not really anything to report. However, the Detroit Lions have won a football game. They beat the Vikings at, with a last-second touchdown to Amon Ross St. Brown. Let's talk it up for them. Let's Jared Goff. Them. Absolute legend. Game-winning drive. Marched him down the field with four seconds left. Fourth and two from, like, the 15. Threw a strike to Amon Ross St. Brown. Touchdown. Lions win. I was kind of hoping Dan Campbell was going to cry in the post-game press conference. Unfortunately, we didn't get that. He dedicated it he to kind of shed some tears in the locker room. I saw a video in the locker room in Club Dub. It looked like he was shedding some tears. I just want to make a point of that. All right. Well, I didn't see that, but that's what I like to hear. Only one other thing we want to make note of in the NFL. Unfortunately, I'm the one talking about it because I feel it's only right. Bills-Pats game. Crazy game, obviously. One of the best Sunday night football games we've, sorry, Monday night football games we've had this year, probably the best. Just crazy conditions. I'm sure everyone listening has seen videos of the wind. I mean, during the game, the wind was blowing at 25 to 35 miles per hour with gusts of 50 to 55. Just crazy wind. And the uh, obviously it affected the game tremendously. The Pats only threw the ball three times. They ran the ball down the Bills throughout the entire game. And the Bills just couldn't stop the run. It's as simple as that. We had a little viewing party at my place. Kyle was over. We were, everybody was riding the Bills. Everybody wanted the Bills to win. It was tragic. It was, it was really a tough game to watch. But, you know, the weather, the it was weather was just insane. 
it was gut wrenching, but you know, it was a great game from a viewing perspective. And you know, the boys got to ride together. We win as a team, we lose as a team. Just means we're gonna have to find a winner for the next game. Just gotta catch on the next lock of the week. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm coming in hot. I'm telling you guys, I'm getting a win this week. We're all getting a win. I think actually, I want to bring out the broom. I let's want to bring out the broom. All right. Speaking of let's before, ride, go for it. Before we get into our NFL picks this week. We're bringing it back. Everyone hates the segment, but it does produce some results. That guy just Let's take it away. Hear it. All right. I've been getting chirped for it. However, Stack Guy Just on his divisional unders are now eight and three. So I'd like to turn down the noise a little bit. All right. Let's get into my picks. I'm going to start off, I've got the Cowboys minus three and a half against the Washington football team. Obviously, the Cowboys are traveling to Landover, Maryland. They're on the road, so that's why the line is only at three and a half. But I see the Cowboys just coming out and steamrolling the football team. I think it's going to be a Cowboys-Falcons-esque game where they absolutely blow them out of the water. Give me the Cowboys minus three and a half. What a surprise. Justin thinks the Cowboys (laughs) are going to win. Who would have called that, huh? (laughs) I'm then on the Raiders plus nine and a half against the Chiefs. The Raiders always play the Chiefs close, and I think this is a lot of points, especially if Darren Waller's back. I'm not sure if he's going to be. It's early in the week, but I've got my fingers crossed that he's going to be back in the lineup. Give me the Raiders plus nine and a half. I then have the Bengals money line minus 114 against the 49ers. The 49ers looked really good against the Seahawks, although they didn't get the result. Um, the Bengals, however, did not look great in the second half against the Chargers. Thank you, lock of the week, Chargers plus three. Um, Joe Burrow's finger might be a little screwed up, but I don't care. Let's ride Bengals money line. Now, there's a few division games this week. So we've got the Cowboys football team under 48.5. Raiders, Chiefs under 48.5. Falcons, Panthers under 42.5. Ravens, Browns under 42.5. Jags, Titans under 44. Bears, Packers, under 43.5. Rams, Cardinals, under 51.5. Book it. All I'm going to say is you better keep winning because I'm getting so sick of this segment. And if you're losing, it's done. Like, Anyways, why, li- like why live for unders? Honestly, life's, boring. life's way too short. Way too yeah. short, way too boring. Whatever makes the money, man. That's fair. If you're winning, that's fine. That's fine. All right, let's get into my picks here. I've got five picks for you. First pick, we're going with the Vikings minus three. Yeah, they just lost to the Lions. It's tough, but the Vikings are that team that can lose to any team and can win against any team. And they're paying that they're playing that fat fuck Big Ben on Thursday night football. He can't move. He basically has two fake legs. He sucks. I'm riding with Kirk Cousins, who also sucks. But I think the Vikings bounce back here. I really don't like the Steelers, and uh, the Vikings just have so many weapons. I know Thielen's out, but Justin Jefferson's going to hit the gritty three times, I think, on Thursday, and Vikings minus three caches. My next play, Chiefs-Raiders over 47.5. Simply just, I think we see the Chiefs finally have an offensive breakout game. The Raiders' D is abysmal. I think they just throw touchdowns. Patty Mahomes finally figures it out, and... Tyreek and Kelsey eat and we see that total hit easily and you know the Raiders have weapons on offense too so I think it gets there pretty easily unfortunately I am going with the Cowboys 
minus 3.5 as much as it hurts me. I think the football team's very overrated. They're on a nice little winning streak right now, but I think the Cowboys are able to stomp them. Next play, we're going to the frozen tundra, Green Bay, first half, minus 6.5 against the Chicago Bears. The Bears stink. Green Bay's coming off a bye. Aaron Rodgers said the bye was great for him, gave him a chance to recharge and retool. I think this game is going to be a snoozer. It sucks that it's Sunday Night Football. I wish it got flexed, but Green Bay, first half, minus 6.5 should be easy. My last play of the week for the National Football League, Rams plus 3 against the Cardinals. Kind of a gross game. Rams haven't been good yet. I've been high on them all year. It's made me look like a bit of an idiot, but I think this is where the Rams bring it back. You know, Cooper Cup, my fantasy goat, catches two touchdowns in a Rams win. Well, I'm back in the NFL. Of course, I got a teaser within my plays, but I'll say it after. The boys' favorite. Went 2-2 two and two last week, so we're going to keep it going. First, we're going with Tom Brady and the Bucks minus three versus the Bills. Honestly, people will probably think Josh Allen's going to come back. I think he's defeated. In Tampa, he's going to get to him. Give me the GOAT minus three. Second pick, Chargers, minus six and a half, first half against the Giants. Simple as that is the Giants. I said it last week against the Dolphins. You can beat them any week. You can play a high school team, you'll beat them. Give me first half, minus six and a half. And now everyone's special and favorite, teaser. Seahawks, minus one and a half against the Texans. The line's seven and a half. I don't think it'll be close. If Russell has been playing so inconsistent, it's hard to tell. But I think they win for sure. Give me minus one and a half. And then Chiefs, minus three and a half. Mahomes beat him a couple weeks ago. They'll do it again at Arrowhead. And I got Green Bay minus one, minus six and a half first half against the Bears. After a bye week, fear Aaron Rodgers in the offense. Okay, well, I've got no more picks until the bankroll challenge. So, Kyle, why don't you take it away? What other picks do you have this week? All right, this is my segment where I just go through all the leagues and just throw out picks. Love betting these leagues. Let's get into it first. We're going to the National Basketball Association. We're taking the Spurs money line plus 105 against the Nuggets tomorrow night. Nuggets are coming off a back-to-back. Um, they're dealing with a lot of injuries, and I think a rested Spurs team gets the job done. CFL, I talked about this game earlier. We got the Thai Cats against the Winnipeg Wagons. The wagons have been a wagon. I mean, obviously, it's that simple. They dominated the regular season. But let me tell you, the playoffs are a whole nother beast. Playing in that Hamilton Stadium with the home crowd behind them, Hamilton has a massive advantage no matter how much better Winnipeg is. And for that reason, I'm going to be taking the Ticats plus four. I love that with the points. I think it's a great play. It's going to be a great game. Ticats plus four is the play in the CFL. Moving on to college football. Unfortunately, the season is already almost over. It feels like it just started yesterday, but we're already moving into bowl season. Um, The good news is the playoffs are set. With the first seed, Alabama. Bama, roll tide, playing Cincinnati. That'll be an interesting game. Obviously, Cincy had to overcome so many hurdles to get into the playoffs, and they made it in. Will they get crushed by Bama? We'll see. The other game, Michigan versus Georgia. Georgia got embarrassed in the SEC championship by Bama after we saw Georgia just make 
light work of everybody else in the regular season. That'll be a very intriguing game against Michigan. I'm going to have some plays for these games, but we have so much time before these games. So wait for those later on into the month. These However, are exciting. No, these are going to be great games. Um, I think they're usually on New Year's Day, if I remember correctly. So you're hungover as fuck. You roll out of bed, you order great. three meals on Uber Eats, not two, not one, three meals, and you sit on the couch all day and watch it just like you would for NFL Sunday. Now, before we move on college basketball, there is one college football game this weekend, and it is a hell of a game, hell of a tradition. Even though we are Canadians, I love watching this game. It's a battle. We have Army versus Navy and West Point. Very exciting game if you like football. If you like points, you're not a huge football fan, I don't suggest watching this game. The total set at 32 and a half. How crazy is that? 32 and a half. You think they're playing, I don't even know what sport. I was going to come up with something. I couldn't think of anything. But anyways, 32 and a half is crazy. With that being said, Army minus seven. I think Army's just way better than Navy. And Navy might not even put up any points. I mean, last last time this game happened, they got shut out 15 to nothing. Anyways, last play, college basketball. I got two of them, sorry. We're going with Seton Hall, plus two against Texas. Texas is ranked seventh in the nation. Seton Hall is about 21, I think. Seton Hall at home. I think Texas is overrated. Seton Hall is a very underrated team. Them playing at home is a huge advantage. And I think they come out firing, shut down Texas, and get the job done at plus two. My second play... Iowa minus 3.5 against Iowa State. Obviously a very big rivalry between Iowa and Iowa State. Iowa State is ranked 17th in the country, and Iowa is unranked. So this line screams take Iowa. I already like Iowa as a team. I think this one gets there easily. And I just want to make a note. I am undefeated in the College of Basketball picks I've given out on this pod. Not, Not a big deal. I don't be... believe in that shit. Tail. Okay, let's jump into the bankroll challenge. Uh, so quickly to recap what happened last week. I went 1-1 one one plus $4. That brings me to 6-8 and eight overall, so a couple games under 500. However, I'm up $11.40 with a total bankroll sitting at $111.40. Kyle went 2-1 plus $13.34, $13 which I believe... Actually, never mind. Ryan had a bigger week last week. But that is one of the biggest weeks we've had to date. He went two and one plus thirteen and a half dollars. Oh my god! Just repeat yourself. He's eight and seven overall, with a total bankroll sitting at ninety five dollars and eighty three cents. Ryan went five hundred. He was two and two plus eighty three cents. So not great, but on the plus side, so can't complain. He's four eight and one overall, with a bankroll remaining at seventy three dollars and ninety three cents. I've got three plays for you this week. I've got $5 on the Red Wings, plus $150 at the Blues, $5 on the Ravens, Browns, under, stat guy, and then I've got $10 on the Cowboys, minus 3.5. Let's ride. I've had enough of this stat stuff. Yeah, me too, but the thing is, he's winning. Gotta respect him. Right now, he is leading the pod, unfortunately. So, Ryan, we need to figure things out and put him in the dirt, and then we'll be able to get rid of this little stat segment. All right, let's turn it around. All right, three picks in the bankroll challenge. I had a big week last week. Finally, 
And before we started the podcast, Justin says he updates all the records. And lo and behold, he doesn't update mine. He doesn't put the right dollar amount. He's Ooh. worried. I'm on his ass. He's shaking in his boots. And I've got three winners this week. Let me tell you, this first play, I'm getting crazy. I am getting crazy with this pick. For the three viewer uh, listeners that listen to this podcast, you know I hate the Titans. You know I rant about them each episode. This is my time. Shout this out Nielsen week, Ben for the listen. Exactly. This week, the Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Tennessee Titans. They beat the Tennessee Titans. I want you to sprinkle Jaguars money line. My first play of the bankroll challenge. Jaguars money line plus 330. Wow. Plus 330. How does that feel, Ryan, when they lose? When Trevor Lawrence beats Ryan Tannehill? It's not going to feel too good, I can tell you that. Second play, $7.50 on Tampa and Toronto under six. Talked about that earlier. Both teams are playing shut down. It's going to be a low-scoring game. And my last play, we're bringing out the hammer a little bit. We're bringing out the hammer that a Viking would use because we're taking the Vikings minus three. Kirk Cousins against Ben Roethlisberger. Two horrible QBs. We're riding with Kirk. And once again, I'm just going to be hitting that gritty next week. Well, first off, Trevor Lawrence is going to get absolutely annihilated in Tennessee. You don't know what's coming. But we'll go to my bankroll picks. Back-to-back positive weeks. It's nothing. Nothing big. But if you combine the two weeks together, it's not bad. It's a good average. First one, 10 bucks. Seahawks minus one and a half. It's the teaser I said earlier with Chiefs minus three and a half. It's my teaser. I love it. Give it to me. Now we're going with a little cheeky team total parlay. We're going over to Germany. Bayern and Dortmund. The powerhouses, team total over one and a half. Sprinkle a cheeky $5 on it. And I'm also going to add my lock of the week for $10, but I will say it after. All right. I love it. Now, for everybody's favorite segment, the lock of the week. To recap last week, as mentioned earlier, Ryan and I both got wins. Kyle, unfortunately, lost. Weather didn't play a good factor for him. Kind of got railed. It's all good. We're bouncing back this week. I'm 4-3. Can, four I, and can three. I say something before we hop in? Ryan's 3-3-1. Three, like three Kyle's 4-3. and three. Take it away. What are you going to say? I like to shout out a, a special fan for trying to fade the lock of the week and parlaying them. Your parlay lasted maybe. What a loser maybe, that guy uh, is. May, the parlay maybe lasted 10 minutes when the game started and he already lost. So I'd like to thank you. If you want to do the same thing this week, be my guest. And we're not going to mention his name because he's not even a listener. Fuck you. All right. To start the lock of the weeks, lock of the week picks. I'm going to go with the Vikings minus three against the Steelers. Kyle has touched on it, but I think the Vikings are going to bounce back after they got embarrassed by the Lions, giving them their first win. They were crushed. But I think, as Kyle said, they're a team that can lose to anyone. They're a team that can beat anyone. And the Steelers aren't that good. And the Steelers are also coming off a massive win against the former number one seed in the AFC and division rival in the Baltimore Ravens. So I believe this is a letdown spot for the Steelers and a massive bounce back spot for the Vikings. Give me the Vikings minus three. Lock it in. Call me the homer, but I'm rocking with glory, glory, man united. Money line and over one and a half. United rested their entire starting 11 today. 
against not Atalanta, young boys in the Champions League. They're playing Norwich. The boys will be rested. Ronaldo, Rashford, unfortunately, Fred again. Give me United money line plus over one and a half. All right, boys. I'm coming here to deliver this week. Obviously, I ruined the sweep last week, but I'm coming here to deliver with a lock of the week win. I'm going to need your guys' help with this win. Are you ready? Yep. Oh. Oh. to arrowhead we are facing off with the raiders we're taking chiefs minus seven and a half i think they continue to roll as i said i think mahomes and andy reed figure out the offense and they take it to the raiders who just seem so lost chiefs minus seven and a half all day let's get a sweep boys why not us why, why not, not us? us let's get a sweep. why not us before we wrap up this episode as always, thank you guys for listening. But I want to tease. We do potentially have a big interview on the way. It would be our biggest interview yet. And we're all very excited. So stay tuned. We're hoping that it'll be on next week's episode. We're very excited. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. And as always, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at OverborderPod. See you guys next time. Life's a gamble, so why not put some money on it?